Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Okay, good evening. Welcome to another Michigan Free and Independent State Michigan General Drill Assembly Educational Conference Call for the Education Committee. Others are welcome to sit and listen. Committee. We're under the Bivens decision, and we will do a roll call for everybody to confirm who's here. Bivens decision. This means spread bearing false witness, misrepresentation. Posting inflammatory record in public forums is forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. We'll make all conflict and false allegations. Is there anyone in attendance at today's meeting? As a member or agent of any law enforcement or public agency, the federal, state, county, city, or township agency is present. And is there any response to the decision for the first time? Here in again, this meeting is private, bearing false witness, Mr. Patient posting inflammatory rhetoric in public forums is forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. To make all conflicts and false allegations, is there anyone in attendance? At today's meeting, as a member, agent of any law enforcement or public agency, the federal, state, county, city, or township agency is present. Okay. Myself, Nick Laskowski is here present. 
Buck Grew. Yep, Buck Grew, Bay County, present. Paul Thompson, Sr. Present. Paul Thompson, Jr. Here. Yeah. Joe Fry. Joe Fry, present. Jesse Fry. Jesse Fry, present. Don Lewis. Present. Carolyn Kotsky. Here. Robert Gilman. Here. Linda Kobe. Joe, mute your phone, please. Ann Kobe. Don Dirkside. Don Gay. Emily Gay. Alita Jorgan. Samaj Jorgan. Faith. Nick Sanderson. Victor Green. Sharon Sexton. Rick Forrest. Here. Marvin Elsesser. Rose Elsesser. Dan Payne. Lisa Jackson. Joyce Johnson. Cindy Luce. Debbie Kobe. Dusty Payne. Anybody I missed? Okay. With that, Mr. Moderator, I turn the floor over to you. Turn over to John. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being on this call. <clears throat> Tonight is an education call, and I'll turn this meeting over to John. Thank you. Thank you all for being on the call. Um, let's see. The last we did at the state meeting uh, for our presentation was showing the reshowing and updating ourselves or reacquainting ourselves with the Founders Monument uh, CD or video and some comments and someone mentioned the book Symbols Exhaustive Concordance to the U.S. Constitution Benedictvocal um, I stopped by Barnes & Noble in Saginaw today and she said that book was out of print. Now I've not I don't know if there's other sources. Uh, if going online, it could be located. Uh, say again? What, what book was that again? Real quick. The, the book, Symbols, Exhaustive Concordance to the oh. U.S. Constitution. Yeah, it was available on Amazon. Okay. Um, I'm not overly electronically... Uh, I think it was about 45 when I looked it up in the assembly meeting there. Okay. I would order that book. 
if I felt capable. If you want me to order it for you, just let me know. We'll talk later. Okay. Uh, you. If you could do that for us, then we'd have uh, another reference book in our... Um, anybody else have suggestions? Um, Junior, I think you brought up that book, and if you could kind of fill us in how we might use that to better our understanding. Actually, that was a presentation through Robert. Oh, He was going to make last Saturday. But what it is, it basically breaks down the Constitution with references to each section, where where each section came from by reference. Uh Uh-huh. And what they're referring to, like the right to bear arms. Okay. Technically, as as for armament is what it really meant, French word, go back, look it up. And this is where who proposed to put it in there, the discussion, pros and cons of it, is how the book basically is laid out. My knowledge, from what from what old I understand, because I do not have a copy of it myself yet. Okay. But to my understanding of reading about it, that's that's the way it's laid out. So you understand that Constitution section by section for okay. who, for what, who proposed it, why, and other references. If there's something that they borrowed from someplace else, where where reference to that particular document also is included in that. You know, that I yield. Thank you. Um, does Robert have anything to add to this? Okay, are I unmuted? You're unmuted. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's pretty much uh, what the book was uh, written for was uh, just like the Strong's Concordance for the Bible. It goes through the uh, the uh, Constitution and lays it out, the wordage, uh, where you find it, which article. There's an index. There's also a uh, certified historical copy of the handwritten Constitution uh, in, as part of the uh, presentation. Um the book, I, I don't know if that publishing firm in Tennessee is uh, still viable, but the address was in the book. Uh, I think uh, here the other day, Linda and Dan came by, and they did get it out again and and write it down. But uh, it's a very useful book when you study the Constitution to understand uh, the what, the when, the how, and the why of the particular, you know, phrases and verbiage. So it's just a really good resource with lots of references for you when you do study the uh, 
um, the Constitution. To that, I yield. Thank you, Robert. Um, does anyone else, until we get a hold of this book and uh, we can start doing some research with it, um, does anyone else have a suggestion as to the direction or the topic we want to discuss next? Any input? I'm open for suggestions. Should we open for uh, open discussion? what the Education Committee could be covering next. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Uh, John, I have a suggestion. We've uh, gone through the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. How about dealing with the uh, Michigan State Constitution? Are you? Okay. I think we can pull that up and have that available, and we can do some research on uh, We're looking at uh, 1835 or 1850. Michigan Constitution? Well, um, I think we should go through them all because some things are included in all the constitutions or get an overview of, of the uh, four constitutions together. Okay, the 1835 ratified 37 would be the first one in Michigan, and it was changed every every time thereafter. So the last one, the 1963, is uh, is so full of verbiage and leaving so much of the original out. Uh, if we're going back to original jurisdiction, we probably want to be studying the earliest ones. Then we can see how or what's been left out since then. Yeah, e- even though the most one might not have the verbiage of the one in past. The, the verbiage of the one in past is still brought forward, even though it's not mentioned. So we really need to cover all the constitutions. And how do you suggest we do that? I suggest that we get a copy of the the first constitution and study that first. Okay. Now I think I copied that offline and I would have that in my file. Um, we can, that's a start. Um, 
here's just a suggestion from a research uh, perspective. In reality, what you want is you want all four versions available to you. Right. And the reason you want all four versions available to you is you step your way through it, uh, but article by article, so that you can see how they have reorganized it, and then with a question in your mind always, why did they reorganize it? Why did they change it? Or why did they not change it? Why did they add verbiage? Why did they leave verbiage out? So that you get an understanding of how they are, in fact, taking the uh, language of all of our early documents and wordcrafting them to mean something different, and they uh, and how they redefine it so that it benefits them and not necessarily the people that it's supposed to be protecting. Um, that's just a suggestion from a research perspective, and with that, I yield. Thank you. Um, we have 1835, 1850. There's an early 1900, and then the 1963, I believe, was the last one. What's the early 19? Is that 07? No, there's. Uh, it's 1835, 37. Yes. Uh, 1850. Yes. 1908, 08. and then the 1963. 63, very good. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I could see that if it was laid out on a sheet of paper, uh, the four constitutions, Article 1, and then what Article 1 was in each one of those years, in Article 2, and then as we looked on it, you could see where things were skipped and not, you know, uh, written to brought forward, but were brought forward in later constitutions. Kind of like when you look at one of those books that compare Bible verses, King James, NIV, New American Standard, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that's what Robert just said. Comparative. Okay. The way that we could we can compare it, um, and, and we'd probably have to figure out, too, uh, when these constitutions were written, what dictionary were they using to um, define the words? Were they using Webster's 1828, or did they somewhere along the line switch over to Black's, and then which Black's Law Dictionary? The Law Dictionaries pretty much line up with the time period of when these documents were wrote is what to look at. But that isn't necessarily the only dictionary that they were using at the time. Also, that you want to be looking at Bouvier's. Okay. Because yeah, if they're using multiple definitions, then we need to know what the rules of their game is so we can understand it. The only way you're really going to understand that, what their point was, is to go back to the legislative record and get that out. That's the only way you're going to know that. 
Because when you got the definition of the word is in three different dictionaries, Blacks, Bouviers, and Webster's, which one did they use? What were they talking about? The only way you're really going to know this for a fact is you're going to have to march right on down there to Lansing, you go right through the historical records, and go all the way back to the legislative records to see who said what and what they come from there. That's the only way you're really going to know this. Anything beyond that is just a surmise or assuming. With that, I would yield. Okay, how, how does a court make the determination when they hear these issues? court doesn't have any authority whatsoever to make those issues without going back to the legislative record, and they rarely ever do. That's why they always claim their opinion. Whereas years ago, these are the facts that the court had found. You have not heard that terminology in many, many years. So today when a judge says, in my opinion, that's all they're writing is an opinion. I haven't seen anything that's wrote from the foundings of the court being based upon these facts. That terminology I have not seen in years. And I doubt that you ever will until uh, things get done. Are, are any of these legislative records, can they be gotten online? Oh, hell no. So you actually got to go down there and do the research. They they won't let their their um, journals be published except in the uh, archives, the legislative archives. Now you can get to the legislative archives. Now I don't know for sure at this time. I know when I was doing research on the Michigan constitutions, I basically went down to the new uh, Michigan Library and looked at the legislative record there. But what you're looking for is, and you can do it using a concordance, not necessarily a concordance, but a uh, selection of uh, dictionaries. And the best one to use is the Webster's uh, Collegiate Library Edition, which has all of the, you know, 720,000 variations as, as well as the legislatively defined versions of the words. So you can do it that way or you can uh, actually try and attempt to get the legislative record online. It might be online now, but I kind of doubt it. And if it is, my question has always been how did they um, – alter it or, uh, you know, what what did they put in and what did they leave out? And with that, I yield. Yeah, now, um, a few years back, Nick and I was at the uh, main uh, library in Saginaw, and we tried to get a look at some of their old books. And they wouldn't even open the door and let us look in the door to see these old books. Um, they, and they've got one of the... Um, you see, they they got a lot of historical stuff in there, but they won't even let the general public see it. And the only way one can see it is if you're some kind of book scholar, and even some of the even if you're one of those kind of book scholars, they won't even allow you to see some of those books because they say they're too old and too fragile, 
and they don't have the money to put it on microfilm. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if one went to Lansing to try to get into their old books, if, if Lansing would give you the same song and dance that Saginaw Public Libraries gave us. Hey, you. I guess the only way you find out is to go try it. A few years ago, there was a scanner that was being built in Germany. Actually, it's been a few years ago. It's been closer to 10 years ago that they started on this project. And all those old rare books were supposed to be scanned in and be available online. And I know in Michigan there was a discussion about that. And one of the first schools that was supposed to have that happen was down in Ann Arbor at, at the state university. And I know that they were there. I know there was a discussion about it as for what's available online. I don't know, but I do know that there's a few things I know that are down there socked away, and that's what I've been waiting to see if they really ever did put them online, and I haven't ventured down that trail because I haven't had the reason to in the last few years. But there is supposed to be some things available online through that school down there. Yep. If they are good, if they aren't, well, somebody was blowing smoke with that a yield. Okay, so our focus will be to gather information on Michigan constitutions and getting uh, getting them together and comparing uh, each article to study the changes. Um, probably at the next uh, state meeting we need to have a face-to-face -face and kind of divide up the uh, information that we've gathered and put some effort into uh, a study thereof and maybe by that time we can also get a hold of that uh, symbols book. Okay, there's uh let me chime in here. While I, while you guys was talking here a little farther, I went into the internet and I googled uh Michigan legislative journals. Mm -hmm. Uh there are a ton of listings for it. I just opened up the very first one. Um and it's a uh, Sources of Michigan Legislative History. Uh, it's a 12-page document. It's House and Senate Journals. 
uh, Library of Michigan gives a phone number, the State Law Library of the Library of Michigan gives a phone number, and then it gives a uh, website in there that you, it's one of the control clicks, should take you right to it. Um, it's michiganlegislature.org. Uh, Michigan Legislative Bill Information System, uh, Legislative Document Room, and phone number. So some of this may be online, um, not necessarily is it all online, but you can probably get a good start. And if you have uh, particular uh, interest, then you could... Uh, also, check with the State Archives, which is listed in here, and it has a phone number. So there are, uh, and actually they even talk in here about session tape recordings in the State Archives. The boilerplate, reports, analysis, other sources. Frequently called sources for legislative materials, uh, HouseNet at michiganhouse.state, uh, Office of the Great Seal, Library of Michigan, House Fiscal Agency. Uh, so there, there is material available. Um, but uh, the Michigan Legislative Journals is what I put in and, and come up with uh, uh, at least five pages of listings. So some of this stuff, uh, like you're thinking, may be online. Uh, again, trusting the source is always um, a concern. And uh, with that, I yield. Um, can I speak with Robert for a moment? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, okay. I always like to ask. Um, Robert, at one time we used to have a state historian. Do we still have one? Uh, yeah, as far as I know there is. Okay, I, I don't know who it is at, at this time, but um, Dan brought to my attention, we have a state historian. We could give them some paperwork, and they may be able to go into the Saginaw, Saginaw Public Library and get into that secret room and get some information for us. Just just a thought for us to consider. I yield. Anything's a possibility. A great possibility would people have the time to go do that research. Uh, I guess I have nothing further for this evening uh, unless someone else has something to uh, add to it. If there's nothing further, I guess I would turn it back over to uh, the moderator. Thank you, John. Thank you for all the good discussion tonight. This 
This ends the segment for the education meeting tonight. We will be back on on the the fifth day of January. We will have a state call. Eight o'clock for prayer meeting and eight thirty for the meeting. Hope to see you all then. Good night, everyone. Did you want to call me after? Yeah, I'll give you a chance. Okay. A few of your people check your inbox and there'll be something coming to you too. So, uh, with that, this will end the Michigan Free and Independent State Michigan General General Assembly Educational Conference Call for Monday. December the 22nd, 2015, at 9.06 p.m. I'm sorry to give the start time here. The start time originally was... There we go. Two minutes before, it's about 8.30 or so, 8.34. If I don't list it, it should be listed in the minutes, but... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.